Welcome to Don't Waste the Chaos, the podcast where transparent conversations collide with business brilliance. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, formerly a 20-year HR and operations pro, now turned entrepreneur. I'm so thrilled to have you on board because guess what? In the heart of chaos, there's not just challenge, there's opportunity. Get ready for a roller coaster of insights, laughter, and a dash of entrepreneurial magic. Let's dive in and make chaos our playground. Are you planning to do a round of performance reviews this year for your team members? The only correct answer is yes. If you'd like help ensuring your rating scale is one that brings clarity to your team members, as well as aligns with your business goals, get our free download, giving you our five point rating scale guaranteed to help you see better results. Go to saltandlightadvisors.com forward slash five point rating scale to download our free guide today. Five point rating scale is all spelled out. Welcome to don't waste the chaos where we're exploring the ins and outs of managing effectively. And for today's episode, that means managing in remote and hybrid work environments as well as in person. I'm your host, Carrie Roberts, and I can't wait to dive into the strategies and practices that can help you lead your team to success, whether they're working from home or in a hybrid setup. And before you turn out, because you have been that person that has been get in the office or bust, this is the perfect episode for you to listen to. Because if part of your hesitation has been just not knowing where to start or where to manage this, we'll cover that for you today. Managing employees in a remote or hybrid environment isn't so different than managing them in the office. It has its unique challenges as any environment does, but these aren't barriers to success. The fundamentals of management are the same. You're still working with people, helping them do their best work. The key is matching your management practices to the partially or fully remote setting. How you manage may look a little different. We recommend the following management practices when you supervise people who work at home some or all of the time. Let's start with scheduling regular video meetings. Now, maybe you like to meet with people in person, or maybe you're just an emailer, but if you've got folks remotely from home, video meetings are going to be the answer. We're talking about regular check-ins here. Schedule regular one-on-one meetings to provide guidance, address any concerns, and offer support. These meetings also offer an opportunity to discuss progress, upcoming tasks, and any challenges employees may be facing. Spending time together in person with others is important. It goes a long way helping you make connections and form relationships. And while video meetings aren't the same, seeing others face-to-face does make a difference. And I think you'll see, or at least what I've learned in the remote spaces, sometimes my meetings when we were all in the office would get bumped off the calendar because it's like, well, I saw you earlier and we chit-chatted. But when you've got this regularly scheduled time, You don't really want to get on a video call and just totally shoot the bull and waste the time because it takes an effort. And so you're way more apt to set a schedule and stick to it. So if you don't get the opportunity to interact with your team in person very often, consider scheduling regular video meetings as your regular occurrence. And this could be with folks inside the office or outside of the office if everyone has different schedules. Use these to ask your direct reports about what's going well and what could be better whether they have everything they need to do their job well, and what you can do better to support them. 
make sure you're paying attention to facial expressions and body language just the same as you would in person. Managing people means managing emotions many times, and it's important that you can see and hear the state they're in. All right, so next, let's talk about defining what success looks like and how to manage performance accordingly. As leaders, we need to ensure we are setting clear expectations. We do this by clearly outlining expectations regarding work hours, availability, and deliverables. Establishing clear goals and deadlines helps employees stay focused and accountable. And again, I'm laughing because I would coach any leader to do this with any person, regardless, inside or outside of the office. And I see a lot of times we increase our intentionality when someone's outside of the office, when if we would do this with our in-seat people, we would see greater um, productivity there as well. So if you're in the habit of micromanaging people, which I hope you aren't, remote and hybrid environments are going to be a big challenge for you. So if you've heard before that you're a micromanager, just know this is going to be tough. Unless you're using tools to monitor keystrokes or physical presence at one's desk, and obviously I generally uh, advise against that, but you're not going to know how your employees are spending every moment of their workday. That is good news and it's perfectly okay. That information isn't really particularly valuable. What you want is for employees to do work that ultimately makes or saves your company money. And there are much better ways of measuring that than the minutes spent being or appearing busy. Namely, we want to define success as an objective, measurable outcome and evaluate performance accordingly. What does success look like in the role? Okay, next, we want to consider employees' preferences when we're messaging them. And I know as a leader, we're thinking, no, we're paying them, so we can just message them at any time. So in a physical workspace where you'd regularly see your team, it's customary to check in with them daily, at least with a stop by their workstation to say, good morning, or how are you? But some remote employees may want and expect that casual communication to happen daily. Others may be just fine hearing from you once a week or at a different cadence. This needs to be a conversation between the two of you on how you're going to maintain rapport at the level that you're both comfortable with. If you're like me, you are highly aware we can't count on big box food companies, big pharma, or traditional insurance to make us healthy. I do a number of things to take my family's health into my own hands, and one of them is taking Jim as my daily vitamins. Jim is a brand of whole food, plant-based multivitamins. They're designed with 15 food source vitamins, minerals, and probiotics in just one bite. If you'd like to give them a try, Jim is currently giving my listeners 50% off their first order. Go to don'twastethechaos.com forward slash Jim, which is G-E-M, for more info, or go directly to their site at dailygym.co and use the code jim-a-carryroberts for 50% off your first order. Next, we want to define clearly how quickly direct reports should respond to you, what your expectations are in that area. So when you send a person that you manage an email or a direct message, do you expect them to drop everything and answer you? Do they know whether they need to respond immediately or can they wait until it's convenient? 
to avoid confusion and loss of productivity, which is significant when switching between tasks. Make sure that your employee knows when they need to get back with you right away and when they can respond at their convenience and what the difference is between the two. And really, this is going to be a challenge for you as a leader to sit down and think, what are your expectations and are your expectations reasonable? Now, if you walked by their office and you saw that they were on a call or um, maybe, you know, deep in thought at their desk, you'd probably give them grace and think like, oh, they're busy. But when they're out of your eyesight, it's easier to think, oh, they're probably walking their dog or maybe they're taking a nap. So when our brain doesn't know the answer, we fill in the gaps. And a lot of times it's with negative thoughts. And so we want to make sure to set those clear expectations to just keep you both out of that mindset. We also want them to feel like they can manage their time and they don't have to feel guilty for getting up and walking away because at the office they would do that and that would be fine. Speaking of, we want to encourage breaks and time management. So encourage employees to take regular breaks and manage their time effectively. You could recommend they implement techniques like the Pomodoro technique to help um, help them stay focused and maintain productivity throughout the day. So we're talking about time blocking, um, maybe removing notifications, like ways that they can focus. But then remember, if you just want to pop into their teams or their IM or whatever that is, they might not respond to you right away. So set those boundaries up for your team. You want to, speaking of boundaries, you want to be an example of the boundaries around work life that you expect to see. So we want to lead by example. As a leader, demonstrate productivity and accountability in your own work. Lead by example by adhering to deadlines, communicating effectively, and maintaining a healthy work-life balance. One of the things that I would typically encourage leaders to do, which I feel like leaders are the worst at is stop pushing meetings and stop showing up late to meetings. You're setting the culture and setting the tone when you do that to your employees. You can't really get frustrated when they do it back to you. Just saying I'm the boss isn't good enough. We need to be respecting our people in that way. So while the home office has its own distractions, like we know laundry, dishes, the bookshelf you've always wanted to organize by color, like the one sitting behind me if you're on video, um, it can also tempt us to work too much. So, you know, there are those distractions, like I'm a sourdough gal, so I want to get up and fold my sourdough every little bit. Um, There's also that distraction when you work from home to work too much. So the same is true of the people that you manage, and they're going to look to you for cues on what their boundaries between work and life should be. So set that accordingly. All right, next, we want to trust our people. Trust is hard. I've mentioned this before on the pod, but Speed of Trust by Stephen M. R. Covey, um, like I said, it's not like an overly titillating read, but it's a really great read. Uh, I teach and coach on this very often. I come in and do um, leadership speaking engagements on this book so often because um, a lot of times we think about how we want to trust our people but really trust starts with trusting ourselves. And um, if you don't have trust with yourself and you're not honoring your own commitment, like we talked about the balance with work life, then we're not going to trust our people and it's going to be an endless cycle. So what are some of the ways we can trust our people? First, we want to offer flexibility. Recognize that everyone has different working styles and preferences. Offer flexibility in work hours and encourage employees to find a schedule that works best for them, as long as it aligns with the team the company needs. Now, if you're new to having direct reports, 
working where you can't physically see them, it may be tempting to closely monitor their daily work or ask them for frequent updates on their progress. But unless you're working with someone who's struggling to meet expectations, this kind of scrutiny is unlikely and it's going to be not a good use of time for you or them. And it's instead going to cause frustration and resentment from your employee. It's probably some bitterness. So you should be able to trust your people to do their work. All successful work environments are built on trust. It's what enables people to work together. Remember, effective management is all about adapting to the needs of your team and fostering a culture of trust and communication. To me, it's a lot like marriage. Could your spouse cheat on you? Yes, everyone is capable of cheating on their spouse. And there's a number of reasons why um, the possibility of that goes up and down. But we just have to trust that they got married to us for a reason and they're not out to have a bunch of affairs. The same way, like this employee is choosing to work at your organization unless their performance is failing. We just have to trust that they're going to do their job. And then if they don't, we're going to address that through employee performance improvement plans or, you know, giving them clear and honest feedback when you're doing check-ins with them. This all boils down to clear expectations and communication. I just can't emphasize that enough. So if there's something that we can do to help you um, from my company's perspective, one of the things I would recommend is setting up good performance management. Right now, I have got a free downloadable of our five-point rating scale when it comes to performance management and how to rate your people. It's a five-point Likert scale. And I will post a link to how to um, capture that free download in our show notes today. So thank you so much for joining us. I hope that maybe I I didn't change your mind on allowing your employees to work from home, but maybe I just opened your mind to the potential. Um, or maybe you are allowing some folks to work from home. And this was a good reminder of how to make sure that you're encouraging yourself and them um, to perform at the highest level. So anything I can do, please reach out. Thanks so much for listening today. And that wraps up another episode of Don't Waste the Chaos. We hope you enjoyed diving into the world of HR, people ops, and small business with us today. Whether you are a seasoned HR pro, a business owner navigating the complexities of managing a team, or just someone curious about the dynamics of the workplace, we appreciate you joining us. If you found value in today's conversation, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. I would love it if you would share this podcast or this episode with your colleagues, friends, or anyone who could benefit. And two extra credit points if you leave us a review. We love hearing from our listeners, so don't hesitate to reach out. You can connect with us on social media or on our website, don'twastethechaos.com. And we always welcome your thoughts, questions, and suggestions for future topics. If you'd like to be featured, we'd love to hear from you. Before I sign off, a quick reminder to check out our show notes for additional resources, links, and any references mentioned in today's episode. As we navigate the ever-evolving landscape of HR and small business, always remember, in chaos, there's opportunity. Don't waste it. Embrace it. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, stay inspired, stay informed, and keep thriving in the chaos.